Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This fascinates me. I I, I, I love it. Love it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh my God. It is coming. The Super League of College Athletics is coming. And you better get on board. Today's guests, Fox Sports College football reporter Bruce Feldman, WWE Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg, plus your phone calls, TJ's big-ass grab bag, and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. First day of July, everybody. Here we are in Los Angeles, California. Lots to talk about on this program today. Uh, With you, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello to the uh, Peacock audience, the SiriusXM audience, the Terrestrial Radio audience, and the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network for the Odyssey app. Uh, For those listening to this show, I got a fresh cut. And I am wearing a French blue shirt that matches the color scheme of this show and accents my uh, uh, my tan. I, I, I'm feeling good, and Lewis is looking good and feeling good. I'm clinking glasses with you across the way, Chris Brockman. It's That's Lu- how I'm feeling it, on this it's July. It's Lewis's one. birthday today. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Yes. What's up? I did not know that it was Dan Ack. My, yeah. my doppelganger's birthday, where I'm his doppelganger. You feel like unbuttoning just like one more button too? Is it? Is it too much? No, no. I think you should do one more button. No, well, again, I'm not Dr. Jerry Buss. Yeah. <laughs> Good to see all. you over there, Jay Felly. How are hey, you, brother? Good to up, see man? you. T.J. Yeah. Jefferson. Let's go shirtless. What's up, sir? Well, it's Friday. I got two new Arch Manning cards, so the, wow. down, the, the down payment on the boat's coming. That's all I'm oh, saying. Okay. The down payment on the- well, Bruce Feldman of The Athletic and Fox Sports, who covers college football, will be joining us shortly on this program. So um, I'd like to start today by sharing a little bit with you okay, and uh, sharing a dream that I had. You want to lay down on the couch? No, it's okay. okay. I, 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 this is the figurative couch. I'm just going to but just, you know, let me talk it all out before you analyze it. Okay, guys? Okay, all right. Try, Would you mind? Um, I just want, just let me get it out. It's, it was a work dream. You know, you ever have those work dreams where you're oh, at yeah. work and uh, you're maybe not um, thinking straight? And um, so I'm at work. I'm, uh, I'm on this show, this, this job, okay, in this, this chair. Show, okay. and, we're you know, still here? Yeah, you're, we're, oh, we're, you, guys you guys are all here. You guys are all here. You're all in the dream. Continue then. You're yeah. all in the dream. Of course right. you are. Is it me or Mike? You. Ooh. Oh, good. Oh, right. okay. So this is like yeah. a Friday. No, then. this happened. It's very vivid, but I just need I just need to talk it out. Right. Um, so um, I'm having this dream, and I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about on the show? You know, it's one of those things. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? I don't know. And so I'm working through it, and then all of a sudden, in this dream, again, crazy, USC and UCLA leave the Pac-12 Whoa. for the Big Ten. Weird. Even though, you know, UCLA and in, in USC are here in Southern California and the Big Ten is, is most certainly not. You know, just totally upend college football. And then an hour later, um, or it feels like an hour later, not too long later, uh, Kevin Durant announces that, uh, or uh, it comes out that he's asked the Nets for a trade on the three-year anniversary of him joining the Nets with Kyrie Irving. Blowing it all up. It's weird. And, and even though it just... And again, I, I, you know how sometimes dreams just mix together. This happens just six days after he goes on a... Does Durant have his own podcast? Am I, I dreaming yeah, that too? Own, yeah, his own podcast. Okay, he goes on his own podcast and asked about the rumors that that the Nets are running the risk of alienating him and he can ask for a trade and end this whole thing. He calls it just mere rumors and conjecture. 
Hmm. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, obviously, for the Brooklyn Nets franchise and a lot of reports. I've been here with you for two days, three days. Yeah. Uh, not many phone calls over here, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just reports. You know how rumors go around this time. It's draft time. The finals just ended. So, you know, we got to keep that, you know. Conversation. Keep the, yeah, you just got to keep that dialogue going and keep the engagement going, you know. So, um, obviously, we're an interesting topic. We got a lot going on with our team, you know, uncertainty with Ben not yeah. playing last, last year, us being swept in the playoffs, Kyrie situation, um, being a free agent, you know. So, there's a lot of uncertainty with our team. So, I understand why so much noise around us, but um, as individuals, just control what you can and move forward, you know? So I when think, time's right, everything will work out for itself. Okay. So did I did I not dream this? Did this happen? It's not a lie <laughs> if you believe it. No, it, it all happened. That was so crazy yesterday. What the hell going on? It's so ridiculous. And you were there? And you were there? And you were there? And, and you, you were there? there? And I was here? And you were there? Pretty much. That happened yeah, pretty, pretty within a span of an hour yesterday. Nuts. UCLA and USC are in the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is essentially done. There is a Midwest-based college football and basketball and sports conference that now includes a team in New Jersey and two teams in California. UCLA and USC, starting in 2024, if they make the Rose Bowl, they'll make the Rose Bowl as the Big Ten team. The hell going on? (laughs) And Kevin Durant saying on one Friday, June 24th, eh, it's all just conjecture. You know, it'll all work out when the time's right. Well, the time comes up for him to work out and beat it on down the road. How's that playing in New York, I wonder? Well, let's see how it's playing on the back page of the New York Post. Oh, KD demands trade from Nets. Thin man has no heart. Durant (laughs) begs out after a single playoff series win for $119.3 million. Oh, so it's playing like that. Thin man. Thin man. God, the Post is the best. Of course, the the Post puts Jalen Brunson in the top. Born to Brun. Nice one. Nice. <laughs> nice. Baby, we were born. The headline writers never just born to Brun at the post. Reference to the New Jersey boss, just like Kyrie. <laughs> He's a New Jersey boss. Like Tony? Why did Durant opt out? Why? Because Kyrie's opting in. Did that mean he's opting out? Why did Durant opt out? Is it because Ben Simmons, he wants no piece of that guy? He wants no piece of Steve Nash. He wants no piece of Brooklyn. What is happening? Because Durant, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and a trade that uh, our friend Brian Windhorst brought to light on uh, first take this morning, causing him to go on in a very interesting uh, jag about how keep an eye on Utah because Utah traded away Royce O'Neal to the Nets. This was a trade that was... Woj bombed five minutes before the ultimate Woj bomb that blew everything up in Durant world. Saying that the Utah Jazz trading away a very good young 29-year-old player to the Nets. He's there too. Why would Durant say I'm out? Why would he want to be out? What is up with that? It's wild. (laughs) It is totally wild. The Brooklyn Nets, three years ago yesterday, announced Kyrie and Durant, and this is all over with just one playoff series win. One. They waited for Durant to get healthy. They waited for Kyrie to come around so that he could play together with Durant. They get Harden, too, and then trade him away. So the Nets are left with Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, I guess, Royce O'Neal, Steve Nash. It's not your job. And this is a team that had Spencer Dinwiddie and D'Angelo Russell. They were doing some good things there. Karis Levert. Remember him? 
do. Kenny Atkinson, they had a really good coach. They had a bunch of young players with chemistry, and they just went kaboom because... And not who slept Ky- in the room. Kyrie yeah. and Nadi slept in the room. Dude, I don't know, Kyrie man. and Durant said they're coming, and all of a sudden, all these young guys' picks, gone. And now what? For, Knicks, no- for nothing. Knicks coming off a highly disappointed season, and their future looks brighter. Than the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the hell going on i mean i still say guys my my idea of merging the two franchises <laughs> why not give it a try what's the chris what's the worst that could happen i'm not sure you know i mean i was like kind of tongue-in-cheek asking did, yeah did durant screw Good up one, by, gents. by picking the the nets over the knicks no he screwed up by choosing the the, the nets over the warriors he should have stayed put well, like Chris said earlier, we pre-show. should have stayed put. And that might not have been an option for him, I guess. Yeah, it just didn't seem like he got along with those guys. Or maybe I one, guess or not. maybe one guy. I don't know. I don't the know. loudest guy on the squad, it seemed like. Had I'll, and I'll just say this, though. Hey, Kevin Durant, um, you know, because I, I know he sees a lot and he, you know, takes in a lot. That back page of Thin Man Has No Heart. First of all, New York Post, I think you're looking at the wrong net, okay? That's number one. Number two... Number two is Pat Riley once got ran out of New York on a rail when he left the Knicks to go to the Miami Heat. Headline of gutless. Called him gutless, quitting on New York. How's it worked out for Pat Riley? As a matter of fact, (laughs) you know where I think Durant should go. Miami. That's where he should go. Not just to prove me correct, but I think that's a a fit. And I think the, the Heat are probably... And he couldn't just say the Heat are bending over backwards trying to figure this thing out. Every franchise in the NBA, every last franchise in the NBA has got to take their YOLO shot. Everyone. Your Sixers, Chris, your Celtics absolutely should take that shot. You know, run it back. Get Big Poppy. And I don't think Brady would, would wind up uh, on Long Island this time for that. You remember that, that, that Hamptons I know. wooing tour that wound up with him going to Golden yeah, State? between us and Golden State. Big Poppy came there. They try to they try to get it. They try to roll it out for Durant. Instead, they got the wrong guy in Kyrie. That's the guy that the headline writer should be all over. But he's the one who opted in. I mean, and maybe his opt in is for Durant to opt out again. There's this huge iceberg, <laughs> and we just see this little part, very very top. Kyrie's opt-in now probably makes it easier for him to get traded to the Lakers, which is where it seems like he wants to go. And now you're hearing that the Lakers are going to try and get a package deal of both Kyrie and Durant. You know, <laughs> to, to, quote, to quote, I don't know who they're going to give up. I don't know what they're going to give up. West House, wait. I don't know, brother. How? I mean, the rumors, the rumors are flying everywhere. I have no idea. Which means, hey, maybe Durant opted didn't, didn't demand a trade because Kyrie opted in. It's just that they both got together and said, let's both get the hell out of here. Yo. Who knows? Nobody knows anything. Durant, again, said on his podcast one week ago today, it's just rumors, it's just conjecture. There's, no, there's nothing to see here. Move on. And then... He gone. But the only thing that apparently came together quicker than the he gone was USC and UCLA. Where there were talks. There were talks. They, they, then on Tuesday, they pick up a phone. Hey, Kevin Warren, you, Big Ten will take us? Will, will, will you take it? I don't know. Why don't you apply? Will you apply? Have you applied? <laughs> Have you applied yet? Because there's an application. You need to put in an application. Then I'll forward the application to presidents and chancellors, and then we'll figure it out. They already voted. How convenient. How did you do today? What did you do today? That's like that Kramer line from Seinfeld talking about, you know, you could, then you come home and you talk about your day. Then USC and UCLA talked about their day. How would you like to join the Big Ten? Big Ten, will you take us from the Pac-12? Oh, yes, we will take you. And then all of a sudden, application, get on the phone. We're Zooming with chancellors and team and, and school presidents and the Big Ten, and boom, USC and UCLA are starting to play in the Big Ten in 2024. And if they make the Rose Bowl, they'll be the Big Ten team. <laughs> just saying that is so it's nuts uh, it could be USC versus Utah in the Rose Bowl and it'll be like yeah remember they played each other for 10 straight years I saw a great picture someone on Twitter put a, a big uh, shot of the Santa Monica Pier and they wrote Big Ten Country big, <laughs> it is it, 
now is. You know, I got a text from Greer saying, how's it like to live in Big Ten country? <laughs> it's great. He texted me last night. How's it feel to live in Big Ten country? I tell you what, feels good. 80 and sunny. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Half because of our snowy. Because Michigan will be playing UCLA and USC every year. Which That's makes you not, happy. You can add those two teams to the gotta play Michigan every year list because Michigan has to play these guys because Michigan is marquee. Take that, everyone else. Yeah, but it's not like USC or no. UCLA have been powerhouses Dude, recently. They're coming on a schedule. So you I'm I'm in. I'm I'll I'll go down to the Coliseum. Hell yeah. I'll yeah. go to the Rose Bowl, one of my awesome. favorite places on planet Earth. Did my run there this year. It'd be great. I'll go. They might let you flip a coin at a game. Oh, now the Michigan's why not? Why shouldn't you? Keep it fair. Keep it fair. Keep it fair. <laughs> Bruce Feldman's going to yeah, talk sure. to us. Let's, why not? Thank you very much, Mr. <laughs> Carnavale, whose son, by the way, was dynamite in the offer. Uh, let's, Wait a minute, what? Yeah. Jake Carnavale was in the offer. Who would he play? Uh, we'll talk about this oh, offline. Man. All right, we'll take a break right here. I want to be on time for uh, Bruce Feldman. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Bruce Feldman's going to tell us what the what the what the what <laughs> the hell going on happened and the hell going on in Pac-12 country and Big Ten country next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Truly, when the news broke yesterday that USC and UCLA were on the verge of joining the Big Ten, I texted this man. I'm like, I, how many? bring me Feldman. <laughs> Feldman! <laughs> As if he's at my back and call on him. But uh, so thrilled to have on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line a man who can help us make heads or tails of what the hell is happening in college football from Fox Sports and The Athletic. Our friend Bruce Feldman back here on the program. How are you doing, Bruce? I'm doing well, Rich. Busy couple of days in college athletics. Well, I mean, it's just great to live in Big Ten country here in Los Angeles, Bruce. Just great. You and you don't have to shovel. It's it's even better than <laughs> it's the best big country possible. Oh my god, this is great. Uh, I love it. You know, uh, uh, honestly, the this I look up at the sky, I see maize, I see blue uh, every day. I think uh, we're in Big Ten country. That's what I think. But I'm a Michigan guy. What the hell happened, Bruce? Walk me through this. What's going on? What happened? I think really what you're seeing, Rich, in a big picture sense, is two conferences, the SEC and, and the Big Ten, because they have the biggest TV power, have really pushed the rest of college football aside. And now it's like basically for whoever is out there, 
you are trying to say, you know what, my conference probably isn't viable anymore. So I better jump in now or else I'll regret that I didn't. And in the case of USC, you had a lot of leverage because obviously both USC and UCLA aren't just in, like, to me, what I think is you, what, what I think it needs to be underscored here, if it's not enough, people can talk about, okay, well, you know, the Big Ten has the New York media market because Rutgers is there. I mean, no. you and I both grew up in, in that area. <laughs> it's not, no. <laughs> you know, it's not Jets and Giants appeal there. But USC and UCLA, mm-hmm. I mean, especially USC, mm-hmm. people out here are all about it, right? And so I think that is different. You are, you are bringing, the, are you bringing this big TV market oh, yes. into the Big Ten. You're also bringing iconic brands. I mean, when I show you the USC helmet, you know, UCLA uniforms, people recognize them. I know those programs have not have not been uh, ultra-successful, you know, the last five years, or even that successful the last five years. But still, in terms of what they command, and you do have a bunch of connections here because of the, you know, it's ironic because I think the Rose Bowl is a subplot to this, what happens to it. But because of the Rose Bowl, because of so many matchups between UCLA and USC, and, and again, against their you know Big Ten heavyweight counterparts, I think there is a lot of connection, and it feels similar, just like you know, much more so than it would if you say, "Hey, um, USC is going to join the SEC, and now they're going to play Mississippi State and Auburn." I mean, yeah, those schools have played, but it just doesn't you know have the same kind of connection where I feel like. These are a little more like-minded. Well, before we get to the into the ramifications thing and, and spin forward, I still want to I still want to linger in the how this happened. You say, and most uh, uh, reports as well uh, confirmed what I saw from you first that the uh, the two schools here in in Los Angeles, USC and UCLA, reached out to the Big Ten. It was their idea, uh, and I imagine the Big Ten is like okay, we're kind of negotiating our next television deal, so you're telling me we can add a completely different time zone and the number two media market in the United States and America to add to leverage on top of what we're doing? Oh, okay. I mean, that that, that had to happen, right? Like, that that was the exchange, and, and if so, if not, uh, what did happen between these two sides? Yeah, Best yeah you can tell. and I, we stand by our reporting on that, that the schools out here were driving more than the, than the Big Ten was initially on this. Hmm. But again, as you said... With the TV deal coming up, this makes it that much sweeter. Of course. Um, you're taking these two schools, this huge market. The other thing it also does, if you're you know standing it with the Big Ten on this, is it expands their day out now in terms of okay. you could basically have wall-to-wall from the time the first game kicks off. I don't think you'll see Big Ten after dark the way we've seen it. Like, you know, it's going on at 2 a.m. back east. But I think you will see games now all of a sudden it's, it's a lot more manageable. And also just from you know, conversations I had in the past with the, you know, Chip Kelly, the head coach of UCLA, he was actually, when, when this was discussed two years ago, he was open to, hey, I'll, you know, I'll play 9 a.m. kickoff games. He, had, he, didn't have, he didn't have any qualms about his team having to do that. And so um, I, I think there's a lot of it, – it, it's going to make a lot of sense because it's going to make a lot of money. And I think the the things to you know, kind of reckon, you know, recognize most on this is if USC did not leave, um, they were going to make, you know, a third, maybe a half of what Purdue was going to make or what Vanderbilt was going to make from their TV deals and from what they what they were going to have revenue wise going forward. UCLA has been in a real hole financially. This can solve a lot of those issues for them. Mm. I mean, now there's going to be some logistical challenges, no doubt, from a travel standpoint, especially with the other non-revenue sports. But we're talking about so much cash coming in here and where it's going, and especially with, you know, I, I think if, even if USC and UCLA stayed in the Pac-12, the, the Pac-12 was going to be hit so hard because they're going to be left behind even further by this, you know, by this new big 10 tv deal that it you know i think it's just going to be a real uphill climb if you're not part of these two leagues being the big 10 and the sec so is it possible before we start spinning forward here uh and and fallout and ripple effects is it possible lincoln riley knew 
that USC was considering moving to the Big Ten when he left the Big 12 and the boy that's all you heard from Sooner fans is he's running from the competition he doesn't want to play the SEC he wants to go to Southern California and beat up on Pac-12 teams well that ain't happening now for him so is it possible he did not know maybe or he knew I don't think it goes this far back I really don't I don't think he knew that I don't think this was you know something realistic somebody was going to say hey yeah uh, seven months from now, there's going to be a big no. I don't. I don't buy that part of it. Um, did Lincoln Riley probably know seven days ago? <laughs> yeah, I could that. I think. But like wow. when he was in Norman, Oklahoma, after losing Bedlam to Oklahoma State, I I don't think that part factored into it. You know, I really don't. Um, I think I I just think right now, so much for him was like, hey, I want to go out to USC and let me see what. I can do with this, you know, iconic program that has been down and, you know, let's see where this works and it's a new challenge. I mean, look, it's going to be really interesting to see how technically, I mean, you know, his old school, Oklahoma, Probably won't be playing in the SEC before his his new school. (laughs) It's crazy. He's going to be a Big Ten coach before, you know, before Oklahoma um, joins the SEC. It's that's and that's kind of what's so crazy is how fast it's happened. Unbelievable. I've got Bruce Feldman here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. So ripple effects. Uh, I, I the, the the overarching question is what happens to the Pac-12 now and next. But I'm going to ask it to you in this manner: What's going on in Phil Knight's office right now, wherever he is, Bruce Feldman? What's happening? Yeah, that is a good question. I mean, from what I had heard late last night was there, don't be that confident Oregon is going to the Big Ten ASAP, you know, immediately. Um, Now, to me, you know, on the surface of this, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, you have the two L.A. schools. And then I was like, well, you have Washington and Oregon out there who are both also, you know, Oregon's Portland uh, and obviously Washington and Seattle. Those are big media markets. They're, they're good in a lot of sports as well. Um, and then you have travel partners for, you know, like kind of a West Coast footprint. Yes. But I'm not sure it's lining up that way. But, but again, Phil Knight's as, as big a heavy hitter as there is in, in global sports. Is he going to sit on the sidelines and let this school that he has built so much? And by the way, you know, he has, in, you know, has invested so much in the NIL piece in the last year to make sure that Oregon is going to be a player and, you know, I'm going to try to make a run at and help my, my beloved school make a run at a national title, you know, while I'm still alive. Um, you know, but what, what happens to where do they land? I mean, do they stay in? There's going to be a much diminished PAC 12. There's no other way to look at it. The PAC 12 without USC and UCLA doesn't feel like the PAC 12 anymore. Um, and, I'm not saying it feels more like the Mountain West because you still have Oregon in there. You still have some really, really good football programs who've been successful, but it just doesn't have have the same command. I don't know if they if there's another alternative potentially to partner up with the, with the Big Twelve, which has already expanded. I mean, if I was the Big Twelve, I would I would probably be very intrigued by the idea of being able to bring in Phil Knight School, Washington. You know, certainly try to get in Utah, which has been good and, and is connected to some of the new the new members there. I mean, there's some interesting dominoes here. Though. Oregon's not the biggest domino, but because of Phil Knight, they're one of the most they're, they're one of the, certainly one of the two most intriguing dominoes that's still out. There. No question, Bruce Feldman, because you want to talk about what potential bigger dominoes than Oregon might be. There's Notre Dame, obviously, all eyes on Clemson or whatever. ACC uh, alliance uh, that that needs to be held together in the ACC due to money. I think I read something that there is a uh, a clause in their television contracts. Right, it's a grant of rights. Now with the ACC, that it's a long term deal and it's unwieldy. Now, how well will that hold up in court? I don't know for sure. Nobody nobody feels that confident in that. But what's different is because Notre Dame is a partner in the other sports with the ACC, but my understanding is Notre Dame is grant of rights is not tied in with football. And so it's a really, really small um, dollar figure that would not be prohibitive for, for them. And I think 
if you're in Notre Dame, you know, they, it's, you know, Big Ten's strong academic footprint. They're obviously geographically, it makes a lot of sense. Now you have USC, which is your art, you know, your arch rival is, is, is already going there. Um, the part that I think would be, you know, something to keep an eye on is when Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, a couple of weeks back, you know, kind of made some rumblings about how, well, maybe we could have our own playoff just among SEC schools. Now, the idea that maybe the Big Ten and the SEC, the expanded Big Ten, the expanded SEC, um, could have their own playoff would have a lot more credibility now that you're, now that you're at, you know, you're basically looking at like 32, 35 schools. And I think that, yes, if you're a Clemson, if you're like the schools that traditionally have won a lot of championships, Clemson, Miami, Florida State, um, they would be on the outside unless they either get brought into one of, you know, one of the other two, you know, SEC or Big Ten. But what I'm looking, what I'm wondering is, you know, Notre Dame has always had a seat at the table of the playoff. If Greg Sankey and Kevin Warren decided to say, hey, let's talk about our two leagues having this playoff potentially, is Notre Dame part of that if they're not part of, part of the, 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 you know, either the SEC or certainly the Big Ten? My guess is they probably wouldn't have any reason to include them then. Um, but that would be a driver to say, hey, Notre Dame, we know you have a lot of TV poll and we know you have a huge brand. We'd love to have you part of us. Let's do it. Bruce Feldman here from the Athletic Fox Sports on the day after a seismic event happened in the world of college athletics, USC and UCLA bolting for the Big Ten right here on the Rich Eisen Show. The reason why I brought up Phil Knight's name moments ago as well when it comes to what's going to happen to the Pac-12 and what's going to happen with Oregon, and that's a very big piece, is 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 also because uh, – the reason why I brought it up is because of this. Look, you just mentioned how the Big Ten and the SEC might get together with a much larger – group of member schools and that they currently have and say let's do our own playoff and then there'll be other teams and schools left out and Oregon could be one of them right and the uh, the Big 12 could be left out and some of the ACC could be left out because they have to stick together for whatever legal and financial reasons into the next decade so there's two entities in my mind that could get this all together where everybody gets together and and figures out who's in who's out and just lift the kimono or burn it completely, like I said yesterday on yesterday's show upon the news of USC and UCLA. But this, this whole business of, uh, of NCAA football, college football is now done. It's toast. NIL is the accelerant. Everybody's moving around. Let's get together and figure out who's in, who's out, and what the playoffs is going to be. There's two entities, the television entities, but I think there's too much competition amongst that, and Phil Knight. Phil Knight could be the guy who comes in and says uh, the money of shoes and money of jerseys. He, he, a lot of these members of schools are the ones who run to Nike to say, we want to switch to you, right? So he could make this, something like this happen as well, don't you think? Or am I off? Because this is the way it's going to go. Who's going to make sure it happens? I, I don't know on that. Though. I honestly am the latter part. The one thing when you said there were two entities, and I say this, I'll preface it by, you know, the caveat of I work at Fox Sports in addition to the athletic. Of course. But there are two entities right now. The SEC is is largely, um, you know, ESPN right now. And the Big Ten, the Big Ten Network has obviously, Fox. A, you know, it's Fox. So, um, you know, the big two TV entities, if that is something, I, you know, like they're obviously the companies work together in a draft when it, comes to sorting out how the TV schedule gets sorted out. Yes. I don't want to jump way ahead, but when you were talking about there's two, two, two entities that could do that, those are the two entities. And that's not to say that there aren't other broadcast partners. You know, CBS is losing the S is losing, lost the SEC. Yes. And there's obviously all these other now, you know, we've obviously seen Amazon get into the NFL. We'll see where some of these other, you know, emerging broadcast outlets are going to show up, but that's where the money is, right? So, and I, I don't want to discount Phil Knight and and Nike's influence. And maybe you're right. Maybe there's some truth to that. But I think it's like the do- TV dollars as it relates to football. The thing that when the last round of big expansion happened, which is about a decade ago, mm-hmm. one thing it was underscored or hammered home to people. You know, like you and I, like we grew up in the Northeast, college basketball, March Madness was a big, big deal back then. And it's not to say it's not 
it doesn't matter at all, but it's football, college football, that drives all the money and drives all the movement. And as long as that's the case and as long as that's happening, you know, there are going to be people who are going to look at the playoff, and it's becoming a lot more like the NFL. It is. There's just no way around it. Well, that's that, how Bruce, it is. Bruce, like yeah. you, if, you, if you get, as I mentioned yesterday, right, if you get, um, let's say the Big Ten currently has what? They've got with UCLA and USC, that's 16 teams, right? Correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's say you get um, four more. You say an AFC, NFC, basically? Yes, the SEC is the AFC, and the Big Ten is the NFC. You get 40 teams, or you could even jack it up where each division has seven teams in it, so 28 and 20, 56 teams, and that's college football. And one side has its own playoffs. The other side has its own playoffs, and they meet in the college Super Bowl. This is the way it's going to go. NIL is like that, is the accelerant you pour you you spray on 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 a uh, you know your grill or your barbecue that it hasn't really sparked yet, but but the coals are already burning. This is happening. I mean, it's clearly going to happen. The question is, is when, and who's going to be the entity that puts it together? If it's the college football playoff committee, if it is in the offices of Bristol, Connecticut, and Los Angeles, California, of ESPN and Fox, or Phil Knight's coming in, somebody's going to put it together. And the question is, is is how much of poaching is going to happen before? the momentum gets us there. That's what I'm thinking, Bruce. Yeah. I, 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 the other thing that ties to this is there's been so much like hand wringing over how NIL is, is playing out in terms of like just the wild, wild West. I think there's a lot of people, you know, inside the sport who would prefer some, you know, I don't want to use the term guardrails cause that was an NCA term, but some kind of leadership on this because the NCA has completely abdicated leadership. So if you had that kind of uh, entity emerging to manage the, manage the playoff, and I'm not talking about how the CFP does it because that's kind of a clown show, but I, I think there would have to be something. But right now what you have in the sport, and uh, you know, it's interesting because it's about 11 months ago that, that the Texas and Oklahoma stuff happened to go – and it was just this crazy end run, and it felt like there was a lot of betrayal amongst the conference commissioners who are aligned, and then there was this alliance form, and we've seen that was just a kind of, kind of a joke. And uh, so I think if you're going to get to where you're talking about, Rich, and I, I don't doubt that that could, could happen way down the road, but I think the partners here need to really, it's almost like they need to put their guns on the table, and that's... I don't feel like we're that close to that happening, that part of it. Okay, Bruce Feldman, uh, before I let you go, um, what 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 happens next, do you think? I mean, uh, we wait to see other shoes drop with the rest of the Pac-12 because um, there are some terrific programs there. I mean, Cal, uh, Stanford sitting up there in San Francisco, that's a hell of a market too. Um, and I'm sure the Big, 12, Big Ten um, – uh, school presidents and chancellors would love to add Stanford and Cal Berkeley to the mix academically as well, for sure. So what's what's happening? What's next, do you think? I mean, I would circle Notre Dame first okay. to see how motivated Notre Dame can become. I think they're intrigued. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything imminent with them. Um, but then all of a sudden it's like, okay, what kind of pitches and what kind of, you know, because they're in a different space, and I don't think it's cost prohibitive for them to get untangled from the ACC if it comes to that. Then I think there are the other. There's a handful of ACC school programs that have some attractiveness. Miami's in a big market. There's obviously a strong brand there. Uh, Florida State has had success. North Carolina, Clemson has obviously a, you know is an iconic basketball brand, and I think that those you have you mentioned Clemson before. You know, I don't know if Clemson and Florida State see themselves as more potentially aligned with, you know, in line with the SEC than they do with the with the Big Ten. Right. I, I think those are interesting questions. You know, there's always been the rumblings about, well, Florida wouldn't want FSU or Miami in the SEC. I mean, Texas A&M may not have wanted Texas in the SEC, but it's happened, or it's happening. And I think there's a lot of those kinds of questions that need to get sorted out. Now, as I said, with the ACC schools that are not Notre Dame, 
that are full-fledged members, the grant of rights as it relates to, they did a long-term, unwieldy, kind of what feels like underwhelming TV deal, and I don't know how boxed in they are, you know, on that. So, you, you know, to me, Oregon is probably, you know, in a lot of ways is the, is kind of a wild card because of Phil Knight, for one, because they've had a lot of success and, and they've elevated their brand, but also because right now they're in a league that mm. feels like it is so, I don't want to say it's fallen apart into non-existence, but it is on such shaky ground and it is so diminished to where it was, you know, 24 hours ago. I think it's, it's not sensible for them to stay if they have other choices. Wow. Bruce, I'm going to run the risk of asking for two more minutes here, um, and because I'm sure your your phone's blowing up. But in the couple minutes that I'm, I'm asking for, how did Texas win the Arch Manning sweepstakes? Best you can tell you me, know, Bruce. You know, Steve Sarkeesian had has a really good reputation as an offensive mind and for working with quarterbacks and receivers. I think that school did a really good job of getting Arch comfortable. He, you know, like, I think like all of these boys, you know, whether it's you know, Peyton wanting to go to Tennessee or, you know, like not, fo- and then Eli not wanting to follow his, his uh, big brother, I think, and go ended up going to Ole Miss where his dad went. I think in the case of here, you have somebody going, you know what, this is, feels different. It feels like this could be a really good opportunity. I think the, the interesting thing with this is already it's had a big ripple effect with other recruits who jumped in board because Arch Manning mm. has committed to Texas and now some some big time receivers have decided I want to go play with him and so we'll see how much better Texas can get um, before they get to the SEC. Pretty wild stuff, huh, Bruce? Isn't that crazy? Ten days ago, Arch Manning was still deciding where he was going, and USC and UCLA were still Pac-12 teams past 2023. I mean, unbelievable world we're living in, you know. Never a dull moment. Never thanks, a dull moment. Thanks for the time, Bruce Feldman. Greatly appreciate it. Let's uh, let's chat yeah. uh, throughout the summer. Thank you, sir. Sounds good. You take got care. it. There you go. That is Bruce Feldman right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break. We'll take some phone calls and. I mean, I have so many thoughts about what happens next and the ripple effects and how we're going to have to get used to what's going on. So many thoughts in my head. And then we've got Goldberg, by the way, joining this program in the middle of the next hour right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Back here on our program, Kathy in Philadelphia. Kathy. Let's take her phone call. What's up, Kathy? Hey, fellas. How's it going? Kathy, What's up, Kathy? Um, two, a couple quick things. First, I think we need to recognize that um, the, the presentation of Lord Stanley's Cup is the best presentation of a championship in all sport. Um, so we should maybe think about giving it to the team captain in all other sports as opposed to the team owner. But that's neither here nor there. Well, the NFL, I mean, just, to, just as an aside, the NFL's head of um, – uh, events uh, for a, a long period of time was a, a gentleman who I loved working with. Frank Sapovitz was his name, and he came from the NHL, and the, he brought the idea to the table of taking the 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 how lately the Lombardi Trophy brought in 
to the stadium after the Super Bowl is over by an all-time great to essentially take the trophy and hand it off to the team that's just won it. They're try- they, they tried to bring a lot of Stanley Cup-style hoopla to the presentation of the Lombardi Trophy, and I think it's kind of worked out. So I'm just throwing that out there, just trying to cape for the, uh, for the NFL for a second. What's going on with your mind, well, Kathy, the well, other way? Uh, my, my main reason for calling is the, uh, the, the new or potential realignments of all of the conferences in uh, college football. And obviously they're, uh, I, they're gearing towards making the NCAA overall obsolete. But there are things that they can take from the NCAA that would work and make it a better product overall, like how they do with the NIT with basketball, so that we don't have a regular season game between Oregon and Stony Brook that no one wants to watch because we know it's going to be a blowout. But you have the the lesser teams, for lack of a better word, still have the opportunity to have the same bells and whistles as the power conferences do. But this also presents an opportunity for a happy compromise for the Rich Eisen show. Ah, what might that, what might that be? Well, instead of TJ being from the East Coast, what if TJ was a member of the Big East? Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, I would gladly accept that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that way, it doesn't matter where he's actually from. The East Coast, or where but still. he is now, because... This is, this is where he calls home. Well, I, 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 great idea, Kathy. Thank you very much. I like Kathy. What do, you think? what do you think? You like that stuff? Look, uh, Kathy makes an interesting point right there. And by the way, it's a rare, a rare phone call where she doesn't uh, troll on me, which is great. <laughs> Kathy makes an interesting point. She did. That the, the, when you put together a super conference and this super league that's coming, the uh, homecoming games, if you will, the figurative homecoming games uh, are going to become fewer and far between. And that serves the fans, I think, that um, I don't know how the Big Ten is going to do this, but the nine Big Ten games that Michigan, let's say, is playing this year, I've got their schedule for this year. Um, here are the nine teams that they're playing in the Big Ten. Maryland, Iowa, Indiana. Penn State, Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, and Ohio State. That's who they got. No Wisconsin on the schedule. I guess they can't play them every year. But there you have it. Those are the nine games. Imagine removing Maryland, with all due respect, or Rutgers, Illinois. Imagine removing either one of those two teams and inserting, or three of those teams, inserting UCLA, USC, and Oregon. And having to do the same, obviously, similarly for uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Just imagine that happening. That's a difficult schedule, would you say? Yay, nay? Very tough. But how many more times will somebody tune in nationally in Los Angeles to watch USC, Michigan, UCLA, Michigan, as opposed to any of those fans out there rooting uh, from Champaign-Urbana? Okay? I'm just throwing it out. With all due respect to those teams in the Big Ten, I should have said that in advance. That's what's coming. That's what's coming. And um, I will say this, too. You know, same thing with the SEC. And the, the, the Vanderbilts of the world and those guys, they better they better start uh, beefing up. Because I'm wondering if they get relegated out. I, 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 I don't know if that's the other part of this is that you poach the big teams from the other schools, is it possible that somebody loses their charter membership to make room? Well, you got to keep the cupcakes. Got to have the guaranteed wins on the schedule. Do you? Kind of. Okay. Because I, I, I imagine you're still going to have out-of-conference games. I mean, Michigan's three out-of-conference games this year, Colorado State, Hawaii, and our friend uh, Jim Moore told us, you know, UConn's coming. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, that's it. But if you have a 50, 60 team, you know, super two conferences, like, yeah. what's the need what's for the out of conference? I don't know. What, what do you this- need out of conference for? You don't. You do not. That's the live tour aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. Because your champion is that, coming is that, from is one that, of these that, teams. It's right. It, you don't need any more competition. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's making a cut. Nobody's getting cut. Everybody's in there. Yeah. I'm imagining, unless there's some relegation, you're out. And somebody who's out of this super conference gets to play in. You know? 
I'm sure Prime would raise his hand and say, how about us? How about me down here? That's interesting. We should get it. I should, I should you know, get into this Super That's League, too. That's Don't forget. I mean, this thing is just starting right now. And I feel like, you know, we're just beginning to talk it out and scratch the surface here. You know, just beginning to talk it out. That's really interesting. Because like I said earlier, too, with Bruce Feldman, the, t- the TV is going to drive it. Again, could you imagine you're Kevin Warren of the Big Ten? You're, you're the commissioner, right? And you get a call from somebody who's representing UCLA and USC together saying, I got both of these schools. And you know these conversations that we've kind of been going around the edges the last few weeks and months? Well, we're ready to move now. What about you? And he's sitting here going, hmm, I'm negotiating my new television deal. <laughs> And I can add both schools out west in the number two market in the United States Hmm. where the Big Ten already has a footprint because we play the Rose Bowl there. Okay. So it's not totally out of whack. And I get to call up the school presidents and um, chancellors and say, what do you think of adding those two schools, you know, academically? What do you think about the film school at USC now being a Big Ten thing? What do you think about that? What about what do you think about making Los Angeles a Big Ten country? What do you think about that? And then apparently he had to uh, assuage some of the schools like Rutgers and Maryland saying, hey, man, we'll figure out how to get your teams all the way across the country and vice versa. They must have been like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And if I'm the Big Ten representing it next the next phone calls i make are to cal and stanford you want to come too? because those academic institutions you want to make stanford a big 10 school and cal berkeley a big 10 school that fits that fits because stanford and cal berkeley in a way kind of split the title of being the michigan of the west coast (laughs) oh this is gonna be just so great (laughs) <laughs> you caught that one i mean like i said last week i went to michigan <laughs> uh, I, I, i'm just saying there are so many possibilities because the sec is not gonna i mean the fact that the big 10 has now got a a west coast footprint is the sec gonna now say to oregon and washington how'd you like to come down to mississippi state and play games yep might be a better fit for the Big Ten, though.